My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast. I'm Donnie Tulio, alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. We have a very special episode. Week 11 NFL, we just got finished uh, recording the NBA Draft 2020 podcast. We're recording this as this goes on in the background. Before we get into the NFL, just wanted to flag, Joe, that we so far are crushing it. Penalty, flag, flag. Been a great, been a great draft, uh, especially if you were able – I know like we both slammed that uh, DraftKings booster, but it's literally the, exactly the order for the top three picks that we said. So. Yeah, like you said, we 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 picked a narrative and we stuck with it. We had Edwards going number one, Wiseman going number two, and Ball going above two and a half. So everything after that's kind of all gravy. We yeah. pick, we post some picks on the Twitter. Hopefully they work out um, too. But you know, we won so far, and I don't yeah. think anything can change that. So and it should be a positive day, regardless for us. Plus, Obi, we're good. <laughs> yeah, before we get into uh, your thoughts on the Knicks, uh, the importance of subscribing to our podcast so you get alerts on your podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so you can listen immediately when we put out things like the NBA Draft Podcast because the odds change so very quickly. And if you listen to our podcast late Tuesday night, you would have gotten tremendous value as opposed to waiting until Wednesday, uh, midday and afternoon. So Joe Toppin is the pick Dayton player of the year. Uh, not only in Dayton, but the college basketball Naismith player of the year <laughs> RIP to my Dayton 125 to one final four bet that got robbed for me. For oh, I was waiting. I was, I was wondering how long it would take. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some, some bets you just are, are always going to be implanted in your mind. And the fact that Dayton was 125 to one, when I bet it, and they were two to one, um, when the tournament got canceled, sometimes, you know, you just gotta, I, I don't think I'm ever going to get over it, but you, Joe, lose some, you lose some, sometimes they get voided, <laughs> but Joe top into the Knicks. What are your thoughts? He was crying New York kid. Cause he didn't want to go. <laughs> no he's like a new york kid like he, he wanted to go to the knicks wow. this is great i mean wow. at least we don't have, like at least we don't have flower boy patrick williams um this is great i love it obi is going to be great like i just can't wait to see him and mitchell robinson run the floor with barrett and him just throw an absolute monster dunk and it's going to be great he's going to be on multiple posters obi let's go Multiple posts. I, uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that Jesus and Mero sent over a signature pair of Timberlands before uh, the pick was made? That's a New York Probably, inside joke. Yeah, I am Moby. I saw Obi Top in real name, no gimmicks. Moby, you can get stoned by Obi. Uh, it is. Give it to me all know, day, baby. You know, I think, like I said on the podcast, he has a very high floor. I think that, you know, he might not be a all-star superstar, but at the end of the day, I think he is a starter and will play for a long time. If he stays healthy, you know, athleticism you know. is a big part of his Why'd game. you say that? Yeah. Hey, now. Come on. Oh, 
game on. I opened. Yeah, we did. We made a t- we made a time capsule in my fourth grade class, and I was supposed to open it. I think ten year or twenty years after, ten years after, and I opened it, and the information sheet it had my favorite song as "All Star" by Smash Mouth. Things <laughs> changed. <laughs> I love that. That's that says a lot about you as a person, Terry. Um, let's. I, I like to have fun. <laughs> Terry, let's, <not laughs> let's go to the NFL. So we are past week 10. We are going into week 11, seven more weeks of nonstop action. Playoff picture started to take shape. We, we have an undefeated team, Pittsburgh Steelers ranked number three in DVOA. Um, what is your, I just want to get to, you know, a couple quick things out of the way before we get to our Oz versus SPY podcast, where we, I think we went four and five last week. Is that correct? Yeah. Bear, bear week. Okay. Well, <laughs> well we still haven't had a blow up week. So I think, you know, if, if our losing, week oh, whoa, no water, recessions yet, no recessions, <laughs> the Steelers, I wanted to get your thoughts. They're currently three games ahead of the Ravens in the AFC North. Um, the chances of them winning 13 games. Do you think the Steelers are the number one team in the NFL? And do you fear them the most in a playoffs uh, in the playoffs? If you are a, an AFC team like the dolphins, let's, let's, let's take the dolphins, Terry, would you rather play at this point in the season? Cause the dolphins right now are the sixth seed in the AFC. would you rather be playing the Steelers or the Chiefs in a road playoff game? Man, Heinz Field is tough, but so is Arrowhead. Um, I think... Imagine if Patrick Mahomes played at Heinz Field. That'd be great. Well, he has a sponsorship with Hunt's ketchup, so... Oh, wrong ketchup. The ketchup war. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would rather play the Steelers because they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think the Steelers' defense is good. Probably would give a rookie quarterback like Tua a little trouble. Um, But their offense is terrible, and I think the Dolphins' defense would be able to give them, you know, play them pretty well to keep keep the game close. Um, Chiefs, Dolphins play the Chiefs in four weeks. That's, you know, a measuring stick game. We'll see how, how good the Dolphins are. Um, but Patrick Mahomes and Arrowhead, uh, I, I, and the Dolphins have trouble with mobile quarterbacks. So I, I would rather have a Big Ben standing in the pocket that the Dolphins pass, pass rushers can tee off on as opposed to a Patrick Mahomes. It comes down to offense and the quarterbacks for me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the NFC. We have the top two teams in DVOA are the, uh, the Saints and the Bucks, respectively. Um, the Saints, top six offense, top five defense. Bucks are eighth offense. Now, they're still the number one ranked defense in DVOA, um, even ahead of the Steelers, which is a bit surprising. But the Saints lose Drew Brees for a couple weeks. It looks like with a punctured lung, which probably can't be too fun. The emergence of Jameis Winston and the existence of Taysom Hill, for lack of a better word. What are your thoughts on the Saints and the Bucks? With the you know the Saints are ahead of the Bucks by half a game in the AFC, in the NFC South. 
what does the Breeze injury do to you in terms of looking at the Saints, especially in these weeks um, where they don't have him? Well, I mean, let's talk about this punctured long because you know who else took over for a starter with a punctured long? Do you know? Do you? You, you got to remind me, Mr. All-Star. It's uh, Tom, Tom Brady when yeah. Drew Bledsoe got lit up in week two, the 2001 NFL season. I think his lung actually collapsed. Um, and then after that, it was over. Is that what is going to happen here with Jameis Winston? Is he the future of the New Orleans Saints? Could be. You know, a lot of W's in terms of their team. I I don't love the Saints. It's, I think they're like they're mostly a defensive team, mm-hmm. um, and I think a part of their strength was that, that Drew Brees didn't put them in a position to fail essentially by turning the ball over like James did last year with his thirty interceptions and however many fumbles. So it'll be interesting to see how the offense runs, um, and if James does turn the ball over, puts a defense at a disadvantage. We'll see how good the Saints actually are. Like we see with the Bucks now, their defense is pretty good because Tom Brady doesn't really turn the ball over. He's had some bad weeks, but um, I, I think it's a huge blow just in terms of he knows the offense. Him and Sean Payton are like, you know, can read each other's minds, ESPN. Um, and uh, I don't know, Jameis makes me nervous. He didn't look great when he came in. Yeah, Did Justin I mean, Herbert looked great when he came in. Yes. Great. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually did. At risk. He actually did. Um, the Saints have two tough games against the Falcons, um, especially the Falcons coming off a bye this week. So we should learn more about the Saints offense because I think the, the Falcons offense is going to put up some points and, you know, we should learn a little bit more about how good the Saints are without Breeze. Looking at this week's slate in terms of – and peeling back the curtain – uh, to the podcast here a little bit. The uh, you know we we do draft the odds versus SPY picks before, and there's one game I wanted to talk about that we're not going to touch in our picks. It's two six and three teams, both coming off losses. Titans at the Ravens. Right now, the Ravens are the seventh seed in the playoffs. The Titans are the ninth seed. Um, so two two teams out looking in but they still are tied with the Colts. Obviously the Colts will win the tiebreaker right now with their win on Thursday night in the South to lead the division. What are your thoughts on these two teams? Uh, the Ravens kind of got outplayed and outhandled. I don't know how much you chalk it up to weather on Monday night against the, uh, on Sunday night against the Patriots. Give me your thoughts on Titans Ravens. Um, the line I think was at six. It was, it's, it opened six and a half and got moved to six, like right away. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this game? Because we're not going to touch on it in our picks. I'd probably take, I'd probably would take the points. I think, uh, I think that the two teams are close enough. The Ravens haven't looked as good this year and uh, you know, six and a half points, six points, a lot of points get you that, you know, that's six point cushion. I- I'm going to take the points rather than sell them. Are you going to take the points? <laughs> the plus six. Uh, Terry, a tale of two kind of teams here with the Ravens, 24th ranked offense, the the Lamar emergence as kind of this dynamite perennial 
kind of top 10 offense has not materialized this year, but they do have a sixth ranked defense. The Titans, on the other hand, third ranked offense in DVOA, and they are the 24th ranked defense. The Titans are 16th overall and the Ravens are sixth overall. Do you think the Ravens should be getting six points here? Uh, Should they be getting six points? I think so. I don't think the Titans are that good Um, at home at Baltimore. That means three points on neutral field generally, maybe three and a half on neutral field. I think home field is about two and a half now. Uh, Baltimore hasn't put its best games recently, but I think I would still, I still think they're the better football team. I think Brian Rosillo talked about how Lamar's numbers are very similar to what his numbers were in the first half-ish of the season last year before he just like moon moonshot just took off in, in the latter part of the season. Uh, so he could be poised to do that now. Um, but the Ravens are good. It, it's all going to depend if they get the lead. Obviously that's any, any team, um, but they're, they just are able to impose their will when they have a lead uh, as opposed to playing catch up. Like he's, I think, Oh, nine when they're down when they're or no oh and seven or something when they're down by 10 points or more they don't have the ability his passing game isn't there to to bring them back into game so if they can get out early and you know dominate the line as a cliche without ronnie stanley it's it's suspect but uh, it, it it all depends you know that it's weird because it all depends on the flow of the game mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I think last year it was the breakout game was against the Texans at home. I think I remember it was kind of around week nine, week 10. And no, uh, I, the breakout game was week one against the Dolphins where they... Oh, well, that was just the Dolphins. Dolphins lost like 16 to one. Okay, I, you know, I, I, I'm probably staying away from it just because the points that you said about the Titans, I, I always lean defense in this. I do think the line is a little bit high, but I just can't bring myself to bet against the Ravens right now, knowing how good they are on paper and how good they, you know, or maybe it's just a year that anyone named Harbaugh, you don't touch in, in college football or the NFL. So it's we'll true. see. Don't touch depleted khakis. <laughs> Let's move on to odds versus SPY. Again, we went four and five last week. Terry, did you do the calculations? Oh man. I was hoping you went to Joe first. I was doing them right now. Joe, did you do the calculations? Uh, I did not do the calculations. I thought, oh, way to go, dude. Oh, was that was cool. your job. It was on the Google sheet, Joe. <laughs> calculations. calculations. Listen, just because I'm Asian, um, yes. I don't know what it is. Well, he well it. the SPY is up 4.55%. Um, since we started this, this segment. Since we started this segment. And we are up. Oh man, it is a big number. Whoa. It I can't even. It's going on and 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 on. We are up 14.4 percent. Whoo. Damn. Okay. Okay, what's the percentage on the SPY? It was because there's all fours. It's four four point five five percent. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant. I thought you meant points. I thought you said points, not percentage. There's so okay. Many fours. It almost broke my phone. That's what <laughs> I was waiting for. That was a lot of fours. All right. So we're still up uh, more than ten percent. So we got to get back in the saddle here and get some wins. I will start off first. My first pick is going to be. This is a must-win game for a team that I liked going into the season. I nominated their coach for Gautier of the week last week. And this week, this past week, they come out and almost win a close game in a very similar spot. So it's the Washington football team minus one and a half. I had mentioned before on a previous episode that Ron Rivera is one of the best coaches in the league in spread games between, uh, field goals. So when the spread is between minus two and a half and plus two and a half, this game is one and a half. And the coach is Ron Rivera. He is 22 and 13 against the spread 63% winning percentage with a total margin average of 5.3 ROI. If you're betting a hundred hundred dollars on a game, um, 21.7% money won $759 over the course of Ron Rivera's career. This is an important game um, for a two and seven Washington football team because if they win this game, the Eagles have a very tough game against the Browns in Cleveland. They could potentially move a half game behind the Eagles. I don't even know if it's a half game because the Eagles have a tie, but you know, let's say the Eagles Browns beat the Eagles football team beats the Bengals at home the NFC East with the Giants on a bye would be three, six, and one, the Eagles, three and seven Giants, three and seven Washington football team. So you think the tiebreaker to the Giants, though. I understand, but in order for them to have a chance in this NFC East, I think this is a must-win game. And Ron Rivera, like I said, is a great coach in this spot. He is up in the likes of Bill Belichick, I think was number one on this list. Rivera was two. Tomlin was three. He's coming off a week in which he lost in this spot as the Washington football team head coach. He is two and one in this spot. I don't think he goes to two and two. I think he keeps the line with his percentage, goes to three and one. And I think that the Washington football team win this game outright. And I will take the chance on minus one and a half. The money line is minus 120. So if you don't want to fool around with it, go with that. But I do think the Bengals, you know, Burrow, obviously, he played the Steelers last week, and it's tough for any quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback, to look good against the Steelers' defense. But I do think the Washington football team is good, um, or at least marginally better than the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 30th in DVOA, Washington football team 24th in DVOA. They have a top 10 defense still, number seven, but I think that, you know, Alex Smith, 390 passing yards last week. Obviously, they were Whoa. down in the game, so had to come back. But I think that the offense is getting a little bit more comfortable with Smith under center. I don't think the Bengals' defense is anything to write home about. So I am going to take the Washington football team minus one and a half as my first pick. Alex Smith um, cashed my prop bet of most more passing yards on Sunday by a quarterback than Bryson DeChambeau's longest drive at the Masters. Who would have thought it would be Alex Smith who throws the ball an average of three yards downfield per passing attempt? Um, but anyway, I digress. 
since no one said anything after I said that. Uh, I know it was a good, it was a good, it was a good pick, and I, I'm happy to have faded Bryson. I wish he missed the cut. Uh, we needed like a Rafael Cabrera Bayo birdie on. I think it was nine since he teed off on the back to move that cut to minus one. Didn't happen. Bryson made the cut at even par, and it was sad. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just, I thought it was funny that it's Alex Smith. I thought it would be like Russell Wilson. Yes. But no. Uh, anyway, my first pick uh, is the new Eng- the the newly resurgent New England Patriots, um, headed by young head coach. He shows some promise, Bill Belichick. Um, the Pats coming off the the big win, uh, big Bel- against the Ravens. Uh, Bill. Uh, you know, he had, he has the ability to control the weather. So, you know, really stop the Ravens in their tracks on that game winning drive. Um, but I, this is more like a bet against the Texans. They just seem like a dead team. I know the Browns game, the weather was weird, but I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot going down, uh, going on down there. And Deshaun Watson seeing Hop, or DeAndre Hopkins come down with that hail Mary. I can't imagine he's too happy in the locker room. Uh, Bill Belichick historically is very good against his former assistants who Romeo Cornell is, uh, wow. even though he's older than him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another angle there. Um, but I think the Pats have committed to their identity that they're just going to run the ball um, with, you know, whoever running back it is, but it's mostly cam um, and they're just going to punish you. And against a Texans team that is most likely packing it in, uh, I think this could this could be a game that you know the Patriots kind of show their flex their muscles a little bit and say you know hey we're not out of the uh, the AFC East uh, quite yet. I just loved watching Belichick just rush two guys and drop nine guys into zone coverage against Lamar. Yeah. It was it was just a sight to watch. I love I love that, and then like the quarterback just gets to stand there forever. Yeah, and you know, and like you said he control he control he controls the weather. So you know, yes, true. It, I, I will point out that this is in uh, Houston, and it's inside. So I don't know what type of tactic he will use there. <laughs> Perhaps they will pump in crowd noise, um, but we'll see. All right, Joe, you're up with two picks. All right, so uh, my first pick is going to be the Chiefs minus six and a half at the Raiders. Um, Andy Reid off a of bye is seven and four against the spread in Kansas City. Um, Mahomes is undefeated off a of bye, and Andy Reid is a road dog. I think this is a great spot, uh, especially considering uh, the bye week. The Chiefs are looking good. I think that Mahomes really is now the MVP favorite. Um, I love them in this spot at minus six and a half against the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders are okay. Um, and I think the chiefs are a super bowl favorite. So I like this. Uh, I like this game a lot. Um, who did you pick the chiefs minus six and a half? Good pick. And you read off a bye. I appreciate that. That's did what you I mentioned said. that. I yeah. Said, I, I zoned out. <laughs> Andy read off a bye. It's lock lock. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Easy. Stupid John Gruden, COVID John Gruden. John Gruden pretended to have COVID to inspire his team in the beginning of the year. 
And now they're probably going to lose draft picks from just completely disregarding protocol. Well, so this is the game that allegedly the Raiders entire defense uh, starting defense is quarantining and they all have to, they all have to uh, test negative in order to play. I don't know. The the line's probably going to go up off and on. I would imagine. Yeah. I think they said it's probable that they all play, but like a little bit of a weird spot. Uh, all right. Um, so my next pick is uh, I'm going to take the Colts minus one and a half at home against the Packers. Nah. I like this pick I, I, just kind of from watching uh, the way Aaron Rodgers has been when he's under pressure. Um, the Colts have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And I think that uh, we saw what happened with when the or when the Packers played the Bucks, um, who have the number one defense in the NFL this year, according to DVOA. Um, I think that there's kind of a corollary that can be made. It's not so much a bet on like Phillip Rivers or anything like that. It's more of a bet on the Colts defense to lock up um, Aaron Rodgers enough for the Colts to win this game. So I like them at minus one and a half at home. Um, and I think it should be a close game, but I think the defense wins ultimately in this battle. I love the Colts top five team in DVOA. I think that they are, you know, it's Packers if, are frauds, I feel if, if the Colts are a top 10 or top five team in the league, you're only going to have probably two, maybe three more weeks to smash them in these spots. Um, yeah. You know, we were all on the Colts last week that, and by we all meaning Joe and I, um, against the Titans, I but I, say, I, I, was, I was at yeah. I was at the sports book in Ocean's Casino in Atlantic City on Thursday, and I was the only one screaming when the when the Colts were doing things. So it was quite you the were screaming, not really, but like yelling, cheering, being yeah, in good get, story. Then audibly reacting, I was yeah. audibly reacting, but people were looking at me. Act like you've been there before, Joe. Come on, yeah, Jesus. Dude, I was when I was there on Saturday. I bet Purdue plus seven, I think, against Northwestern or three and a half. I, I forget what it was, but there were so many people rooting for Northwestern. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Who bets Northwestern. I mean, I know they're were ranked, they undefeated. But yeah, they are. They're they're ranked. They're like 18. Must have been like a. It just felt like bizarre. Must have been like an uppity journalism school conference. Yeah. During these troubling times, people are rooting for weird teams. I think that's the thing. Yeah. But whatever. Yes. God. Oh my God. I picked the Titans. Oh (laughs) God. Like fucking shoot me in the head. All right. You're up next. Make up for it. (laughs) Uh, My next pick is, I forget what it was. I have to look. Ah, right. It's a bird. The Arizona Cardinals. I'm going back to Thursday night. Are you ready for some football? A Thursday night party. Uh, Arizona Cardinals plus three against the Seattle Seahawks. Really just a Russell Wilson's. Um, Cardinals with a big win, emotional high. Some could say possible letdown coming up. Uh, But this is really just a bet against the... Um, Seahawks defense, which is booty hole, uh, as the kids might say. Uh, Russell Wilson is just trying to do way too much. Um, he's turning the ball over because his defense can't stop anyone. 
Um, and against this Cardinals offense with Kyler, who can match, you already beat, no, did they beat them? No, they haven't played yet. That was the 49ers. Uh, who, who can put up points and match, you know, whatever the uh, Seahawks do. Uh, I think it's just going to, it might come down to who has the ball last. Oh, wait, they did beat them. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, Seattle hasn't played particularly well the past few years at home, which is kind of odd. Um, and you saw, I think the most interesting thing was last week was uh, Jalen Ramsey just completely shutting down uh, DK Metcalf. It's just like take took him right right out of the game. The, the Cardinals don't necessarily don't have a Jalen Ramsey on their team. Uh, Patrick Peterson is a little over the hill at this point, um, but again, this is a bet against Seattle's defense. Kyler's going to score. I think three is a little too much. It was three and a half. Maybe see if you can, it'll squeak back up there with public money probably coming in on the Seahawks at home. Um, But give me, give me the Cardinals. They'll ride that emotional high on this short week against, uh, you know, kind of the middling Seahawks right now. I wanted to bring up during this segment um, and during this pick, the NFC West. So we have Three teams at six and three right now. The Cardinals are ahead just because they're two and one division. The Rams are the six seed. The Seahawks are the seven seed. The Niners are looking in at four and six. Um, but I wanted to bring up who you think is most likely to win this division because we looked, you know, you just did a whole soliloquy about the Seahawks defense and how bad they are. Get there. It's but bad. Yet, Yet they are plus 155 and the favorite to win this division as of right now. And these are DraftKing odds. The Rams are plus 180 and the Cardinals are plus 200. Do you think that the Rams at plus 180 or the Cardinals at plus 200 offer any value? And would you take them right now? Uh, I lean Rams plus 180. I think there's still some value there. As I mean, we had them at four, five to one at the beginning of the season, but uh, I just think they're more a more complete team. Um, yes, Goff struggles under pressure, but neither of these teams, um, you know, put too much pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I mean, Arizona, Hassan Reddick has kind of had a resurgence um, from, you know, kind of bust-type territory the first few years um, or one year, two years. Um, but uh, I would lean, I would lean Rams with McVay, who I think is the better coach than Kingsbury. Um, him and Carroll are kind of similar, but uh, I just think they're a more complete team offense and defense more balanced, um, than the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, we were on the Rams all, all in the beginning of the year, but I just wanted to see if the Rams were a team that you would still, you know, if you, if you were basically still confident in that bet, it seems like you are. I think plus 180 is great value. I know DraftKings lets you parlay some uh, some some divisional winners, so maybe that's a, an option if you wanted to look at getting some extra juice on a team that you think is going to win. Like, you know, the Colts are minus 167 to win the division. Throw the Rams in there, parlay becomes plus 348. Just kind of get, get, uh, get creative with it. All right, I am going to take, with my second pick, the Dolphins – Minus three. I, depending on 
when the line flips, um, it's going to flip all the juices on Denver plus three and a half. I don't understand why, um, but, you know, even if it is three and a half and it doesn't go down to three, which again, I think it will based on what Pinnacle is, is telling us here. Um, I think that the Dolphins are just in another league than the Denver Broncos. Watching Drew Locke throw that many picks against the Las Vegas Raiders, I think is – he just can't win against – good teams. I think I saw a stat where he's like two and 15 in his career in college against ranked teams and in the NFL against teams with winning records. Dolphins have a winning record. Drew Locke is playing. Um, They might actually be better without Drew Locke, (laughs) to be honest with you, but I think this Dolphins defense is very good. They're top three in fantasy scoring. Um, They're 13th in defense on DVOA. They're actually top 10 in DVOA. I don't know when the last time that's happened, but congrats to you and Dolphins Nation, Fins Up Nation. But the, Dev- the Denver Broncos have the worst ranked offense in the NFL, according to DVOA. The, they are 31st in the league, according to the DVOA. And I just think, as you had mentioned, the Houston Texans, I think the Denver Broncos are definitely a dead team and could be just mailing it in the rest of the way. And the, hope so. then the Miami Dolphins have a lot to play for. So, Dolphins, if they win this game, they could potentially go to seven and three and they would move into a tie with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are 4-0 in the division right now, so they would have the tiebreaker. But it still is a big game in terms of situations. So the Dolphins minus three is my second pick. And my third pick, another situational spot. I normally would not like this game except for the injuries that are plaguing the team I'm betting against here. Well, you and, can't say plague right now. Tough environment <laughs> to say plague. <laughs> that are affecting, negatively affecting the team that I'm betting there against. There we go. I am betting on the Detroit Lions plus one and a half. I do think they win this game outright. This is a very big situational spot for them. The the Bears are dead. I think that they're dead. I don't know what the status is on Nick Foles, but he got carted off. They're on a bye this week. But even if he comes back, that offense is just never going to put up more than 20 points in a game. I don't think ever again this year. I feel so bad for Bears fans. Like how, like how do you, like this is coming from a Dolphins fan who's just seen mediocrity for 20 straight years. Like how do you watch that? That offense is so painful. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, you're throwing a screen pass on third and eight because you can't do anything else. A wide receiver screen. Wide receiver (laughs) screen. Yeah. It was a wide receiver screen. I knew, I think we had bears plus three and a half and they had like a third and eight in, in Vikings territory. And they threw a wide receiver screen that lost two yards. And then they passed on like a 50 yard field goal, which I get uh, to bring it within plus three and a half. Cause it was, it was six at that point. But so it was just, but the, but once that, once that screenplay happened, I was just like this game, what the fuck is what they doing? So, the Lions, given that the Bears are now five and five, they're on a bye. The Lions have a chance to also move to five and five if they win this very winnable game against the Carolina Panthers. 
The Packers, like we talked about earlier, have a very tough game against the Colts. If the Colts take care of business at home against the Packers, the Lions are only two games back in the division with seven weeks to play. They are right in it if they win this game. I do not think they can lose this game. I think that if they lose this game, their playoff run is effectively over. The Panthers are a team that is very banged up. No Christian McCaffrey this week. I think if you have him in fantasy, it's probably going to be a very frustrating next couple of weeks because they might sit him just because they're going to fall out of the playoff race if they do so. Teddy Bridgewater has been limited in practice um, with an MCL injury. It's unknown if he is going to play, and if he does play, you can assume he will be a bit banged up. So even though the Lions have not had a great defense so far, I think that given McCaffrey's absence, given Bridgewater's absence, and given, more importantly, you know how I love the guys in the trenches. Announced today, Russell Okung, 75.5 grade on PFF, one of the most important players in this Carolina Panthers team. We saw that on the Tuesday, uh, the Thursday night game they played um, against. Who they play in that game? Uh, who? We bet them. We bet them in the Super Contest. The Lions? The Panthers on Thursday night. The Falcons. The Falcons. And the Falcons finally could get pressure because – the Carolina Panthers did not have their number one offensive lineman in Russell Okung. He is not playing. I think that you will see a similar resurgence for the Detroit Lions pass rush against a banged up Carolina Panthers team that is missing quite arguably their three most important players on offense. So I think it's a situational spot. Very make or break game for Matt Patricia's career here with the Detroit Lions. And I think that, you know, Lions are banged up. You know, watch Galladay's, Galladay, Jones, and Hawkinson's um, injury status. But I think if all three of those guys or two out of three of those guys play, I would not be surprised if this line actually moves in the Lions' favor. But I think they win this game straight up. But I'm taking the Lions plus one and a half. So the only thing. I think against you here is Matt Patricia. I I understand. <laughs> That's why the lines are getting points. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just wanted to remind you who I, the head I, coach was. I understand. Um, I just going back to the point about the Bears. Bill Lazor, he was the offensive coordinator for the Bengals, and then the Dolphins hired him back in the early 2000s under Tony or 2010s under Tony Sperano. The guy's name is Bill Lazor and he's a fucking offensive coordinator. You should have the most innovative, coolest offense in the entire world with that last name. Fucking lasers. Not throwing two yard wide receiver screens on third and eight or throwing, doing all goes when everyone and their mother knows that Mike Zimmer's blitzing on third down every single time. That's all I have to say about Bill Lazor. I'm done. That was my rant. I had some PTSD as a Dolphins fan. <laughs> I, I, I can sense that. All right, Terry, your last pick. Oh, choo-choo, let's jag off. Um, my final pick is <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars. He said choo-choo, jag <laughs> 
I was doing okay, and I looked at court. I mean, uh, people forget he also brought up Choo Choo during RV tripping. Where the <laughs> fuck does the Choo Choo come from? Um, I can't believe we um, had to park the RV forever. Uh, yeah. Um, Jags plus 10 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is, again, we talked about this two weeks ago, a classic buy or bet by low on the bet against sell high on the Steelers. I don't know how to say it. You're betting against Mike Tomlin as a big road favorite. Yes. He just covered as a road favorite against the Bengals. Yes. I picked the Bengals. Yes. I also picked the Titans. I get it. Um, but this, that was a division game. A lot of Bengals were hurt. Joe Mixon ended up being out um, here. This is, Plenty of Jaguar team with back backup quarterback um, Jake Lutton, Gardner Minshew is going to be out. Steelers next week play the Ravens, so it's a little bit of a look ahead game. Big Ben doesn't want to practice. Apparently, he asked if he could have a COVID week again this week because he only didn't have to practice two days last week, which I don't like. It's just fucking Big Ben being Big Ben, um, but. The Jags, they're still playing pretty hard. Um, they haven't given up on the year. It's a lot. Of, it's kind of similar to the Dolphins last year, where you know you have a lot of guys that are, you know, borderline roster roster guys playing in some you know important positions. And they want to show their stuff, so they're not going to mail it in. Um, but again, buy low on Mike Tomlin. Ten points is a lot. Um, it's I could see it going up a little more. Um, but I, it, by low on Tomlin, they're playing the Ravens next week. I, I don't see it. Their offense is, is not good to put it lightly. Okay. Um, I get it. It's, it's a classic fade Tomlin spot. Um, you know, that's just Steelers kind of worry me, but I get it. I get it. I really do. Joe, your final pick. All right. My, uh, my last pick here is the I actually like changed my pick I put it in and then I changed it immediately in the group chat before this uh, so I was a little conflicted but I way, am going to way to sound confident I I was and then like I thought about it more and then I ran to your pick and the algos changed my mind so I like the Rams plus four um Sean, Sean McVay is a road dog is six and two against the spread um, I think that the Rams are very good. Uh, we were just talking about them earlier. I, we feel, I feel like they're a complete team. I feel like there's somebody that uh, can contend here uh, with the Bucks, And I think that that plus four on, like, on the round number, it's getting you over the three. Um, and I, I just like this spot for them. I think that, uh, you know, we talked about it on a couple pods ago. Um, you can't bet on Tom Brady when he's supposed to be asleep. So I think that this game is uh, a spot for the Rams and plus four makes me want to take them. So the numbers match, the line matches, smash it. You know, also this is, this is a game in which Tom Brady will be playing when normally he's asleep. So that's also where we're still going. So lock it up. All right, that is it for our odds versus SPY to recap. 
I am on the Washington football team minus one and a half, the Dolphins minus three, and the Lions plus one and a half. Terry, Patriots minus two, Cardinals plus three, Jaguars plus 10, and Joe, Chiefs minus six and a half, Colts minus one and a half, and the La Rams plus four. Join us as we go along and continue on our quest to beat the S&P 500, the SPY, we are up 14%. The stock market is up 4%. You know, the, one of the leading indicators in the stock market, not the actual market. But the this will end that segment. Let's go really quick to end it off. Some pods and recs. Producer Corey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dom. You're, finally, you? you're, start, you're starting to get that, that I go to you every time. Yeah, I was ready for it this time. Uh, he's just good now. That's it. Yeah. You could talk. All right. Bye. (laughs) Are you playing Warzone actually right now? No, I'm playing uh, black ops. Okay. Um, but this week I am recommending go fishing any time of the year. There's always some fish biting. Could be the ocean. Could be in a stream. Caught the biggest fish in my life last weekend. Uh, I was on a boat out of Belmar. I wish I would, could shout it out, but I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but shout out to Scotty, who uh, helped me drag that big, thick bitch in. Dude, that um, bitch. Yeah, you how, many, how, many pounds, how many pounds was thick? It was tough to tell. It was definitely above 50. Uh, it was a 47-inch striped bass, fat as fuck. Um, yeah, Scott helped me pull it in because you have to net it, and we needed multiple people to pull it because it was too heavy. Um, couldn't your, keep it. It was too big. Arms. It was too, too big. big. Yep. Can't keep it too big. What? Can't keep the old women. They're, uh, they're good for, uh, spawning. So got to keep them in the ocean, which is fine for me. Um, little disappointed because, uh, in the charter boat, there's a pool for the biggest fish. I was disqualified because my fish was too big. Um, which like, oh, that makes I sense. thought this was biggest fish, whatever. Fuck off. Fucking. I thought Gen this was America Z and their fucking participation awards. Exactly. You can't, you know, the little kids have to learn that the small fish count too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go fishing. Uh, be careful. My friend did get a hook in the hand. We had to go to the ER after, uh, it went straight through his finger. Uh, it didn't break through the other side, but you could see the bump of the hook. That was, that was fun. Uh, Does he have a hook for a hand now? We've been calling him uh, captain hook for the rest of the day. Um, uh, classic that's such a uh how often do you think the 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 charter guys use that joke oh they were so happy when it happened like you could yeah. tell they were like trying to be concerned because really when they were like hook 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 like they were just fucking quoting any peter pan slash were they the just movie. yelling pretty much yeah uh, they're widely bunched those guys yeah. um yeah go fishing winter's upon us i'm going trout fishing next weekend uh you can go ice fishing in a couple months if you know global warming is in fact a hoax um if not you can go regular fishing go fishing and eat the fish don't be a bitch eat the fish oh i love eating fish it's great okay is that a cunnilingus joke joe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it could have been who knows uh, okay either way uh, reciprocation's good too. you go uh, i'm up all right. Yeah. So I just. <laughs> what are you wearing? It looks very comfortable. 
so comfortable. It's like uh, it's like a fleece. Explain it. People can't see it. Yeah, there you go. It's like this brown. Uh, it's like a bear coat, like for the lady listeners out there. Um, and but it's a like a three. It's a quarter zip, so it's super comfortable. Very, uh, you know, it's a it's got a very like winter feel, and uh, it's nice to wear at home. So a uh, big fan, but that's not my recommendation. My recommendation wow. is more in line with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, can't think of the word. Um, <laughs> What's going what a disaster! On? We're off the rails. All right, I'll go. I'm gonna recommend uh, Prevagen for memory loss. Popeye's chicken. Eat the chicken. It's so good. It's better than KFC. It's the best fried chicken there is. Popeye's fried chicken. Who doesn't love it? You got to go spicy. You got to get the Cajun gravy with the mashed potatoes. It's delicious. At me. You know, it's delicious. Now I know what I wanted to talk about. What? Uh, um, I recommend I just got a precision massage gun. Ah. Okay. It's Not awesome. a sex toy. Yeah. Not a sex toy, but I was like, it does require precision, like Corey mentioned before. So um, I do think it's great. There's multiple heads. You can like kind of exchange them uh, depending on the muscle group that you want to use uh, and focus on. Um, but awesome. Uh, it's great. It was $100. Um, I think it's a good investment. And, uh, you know, invest in your health, invest in you, and uh, invest in your future. So keep your health care bills down. Here's my suggestion. All right. My final suggestion is uh, reading. Reading is fundamental. Researching is fundamental. So I when can't you see, read good. So when you see some crazy conspiracy shit about the election and maybe just watch a YouTube video about it, maybe do the work, look into it, and you will find that Go to OA and, wrong. and read about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Very good. I'm not going to get into this because I can go all night. Nope. That's it for the Oddscast podcast. SPY, you're done. We're coming for you. Our, we'll post our picks on the Twitter at the Oddscast pod on Twitter at the Oddscast on Instagram. We should probably start using our Facebook, but it's just a cesspool. I can't um, imagine. Can we, so, can we use it to spread fake news about gambling? <laughs> we have a Facebook. We do. We do. Oh. Maybe maybe we should give you access. Like gambling to addiction is actually good for you. It teaches you responsibility quickly. Bankroll management. And it also teaches you how to beg, which is very important because you never know what's going to happen to you. You sure yeah. have to deal with a broken knee. I'll write up an article about it. You can figure. <laughs> you can make. You can determine whether or not you want to post it. Okay. For producer Corey, Terry takes Joe Delaire. I'm Dominic DeLeo. Thank you for listening to the Oddscast podcast. We will see you next week. God bless. Somebody once told me the world